Hello, and welcome to episode 53 of Expertise is Overrated, the podcast that takes the time to answer the questions you didn't know you didn't want the answer to. I'm Sean. And I'm Vib. I don't know if there's any clue what we're talking about, or any clue how to speak, apparently. No, you fell over the shortest sentence in history there. You're just my own introduction. Um, <laughs> I, I think 53 you know, times. Well, I was going to say, to give people a little peek behind the curtain, I think I'm flabbergasted that we're not recording episode 52 right now. Uh, it is confusing. Uh, it is confusing, I'm, and we are guaranteed to fuck this up. It's going to go horribly wrong. We're just going to release this at the wrong time. We've got to make sure our labelling is perfect. <laughs> or what now? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, so for those listening, uh, we haven't recorded episode 52 yet. Although Hopefully, by if you're the listening time, to this, we didn't mess it up. So. Yeah, by, by the time you hear this, we will have hopefully recorded and released episode 52. So we could have said nothing. We could have done, but I needed to save face for having messed up my introduction. That's As opposed fair. to just doing the professional thing where we re-record the introduction and yeah. we start, you know, from a clean slate. That, but we're not professional. Have, that would have absolutely been the way to do it, but never mind. Exactly. But now is where I can just make up some tinfoil from our, what will hopefully be our Marcon on trial episode. That would be so good. We come up with a tinfoil yeah. award and then have to shoehorn it into the episode. We should Say, have done that. I can't believe that you asserted that John Marcone was Queen Mab. Just complete nonsense. That would be quite quite the assertion wouldn't it no i mean (laughs) mab is clearly helen beckett Uh, wow (laughs) okay okay i don't think i can top that so let's just move on shall we (laughs) blown your mind with that we're talking about something completely different today we're i i guess writing fanfic technically technically speaking yes which I wish well, we're I either writing fanfic or we're just reviewing a TV show. Mm. Uh, maybe, maybe we're reviewing. Well, no, because we have to talk about people who don't exist in the TV show. We're talking Song of Ice and Fire uh, and hit TV show Game of Thrones, and I think we're just gonna just gonna do it better. Is that the the base assertion? Well, I don't think we can do it any worse. Yeah, so the, there has been a running gag on this podcast that season eight was flawless. Uh, season seven, I think, as well, we said, was pretty pretty up there. And I think oh, we have how to, everyone laughed. <laughs> I think we have to come clean now. And say Season actually, eight of Game of Thrones was one of the hottest piles of garbage. You see, this is where the gag came from, because I don't think it's as bad as people like to say that it did it, it is bad like it is a masterpiece in how not to end one of the biggest tv shows in recent memory I, I, I will never say anything else about it other than that but it's not like a crime against tv i don't think or anything like that it's badly Have done. Have you forgotten the episode, The Siege of Winterfell, where you, it's so dark that you can't see anything? That's literally see, I, just bad directing. I didn't I didn't have that problem. So uh, lots of people were saying, you know, oh, I couldn't see anything. And I was like, I could. So what, I don't... What do you mean you could? What, you just turned your brightness up to the max? I Maybe mean, my brightness is already just set too high. I don't know, <laughs> but I know I could. I could see it. I could see it. Um, but I don't I don't know. Uh, that was That was one of them... There was lots of angry internet ink spilled over Danny's character. 
John's character, Brand the Broken, all of this. And I think it, the what fundamentally does it for me, right, is that I, I don't necessarily, and I guess we'll come on to this, but I don't necessarily take issue with how it ended or where the characters ended up. I take issue with how they got there. I, I, and I think I think that I completely agree with. There was a lot of, you know, oh, Danny would never behave like that. John behaved completely nonsensically. Tyrion was unrecognizable. Why does Bran end up as king? All of this. And, and I don't really think any of that's fair because all of their end states, I think, are fine. Mad Queen Danny is fine. It was just done badly. Yeah, she was just not that one scene and then that the next. <laughs> no, they just, exactly. They just didn't really build the character arc to, to deal with it um, I, I mean, they, they, they did and they didn't, right? She crucified hundreds of slavers. Like, hundreds of hundreds of slavers. She destroyed Slaver's Bay. She absolutely raised it to the ground. Now, I'm not advocating for slavers before anyone starts writing angry text messages or anything like that. Uh, too late. Too late. Oh, well. But I'm, I'm not. Obviously, she was. What she did in Slaver's Bay was done with the best of intentions, but she created a mess there and did nothing to fix it. Her eyes were fixed on Westeros, and the state in which she leaves Slaver's Bay is not much better than when she found it i think so yeah but i i think when she leaves slaver's bay which to be clear she hasn't done in the books no that's well, I, suppose, I suppose she technically has because she's currently in the great she's on the sea somewhere see, yeah um but but that's already where the tv show started just completely rushing everything Right. Yeah, it, you you it, could tell it, the source material ran out, and so they were like, "Right, um, okay, <laughs> let's just cut corners and make a terrible mm-hmm. TV show." Uh, but, but, but we have dragons and fire, and it's gonna be great. Yeah, boobs and dragons. I think it, was yeah, yeah was the was the elevator pitch for Game of Thrones. Certainly, see the later seasons. <laughs> but but the boobs is just an HBO. That's just HBO. Necessity, I think. You know, I think they write that into the contract for, for any TV show. <laughs> just, it's just H, HBO is just softcore porn. Don't worry about it. Yeah, that. exactly. And like at some point, because obviously the main actors got too well known and expensive for that sort of work, so they yeah. just essentially got in random characters on screen for five seconds to just satisfy that part of the contract. But it's really they strange. Did, they did it. It was really, really jarring, wasn't it? completely um, like there's just these scenes where like that's what you're spending your time on as opposed to actually working on the character arcs that you're supposed to be dealing with just so stupid it was, it was so baffling so what we thought we'd do since the only version of the ending of a song of ice and fire that we're ever likely to get is the tv a massive one coronary oh right so, so <laughs> yes because there's a, a lifetime of heavy living standing between george martin and finishing the series I think we we just have, we just have a crack at it. How hard can it be? So, how do you end Song of Ice and Fire? I guess that's the question we're asking, isn't it? Yeah, I think that is the question that we're asking. So, right now, for nobody's benefit other than the listeners, of course, because I'm totally clued in. Um, mm. Where are we at in the books? Because it's been a very long time since I actually last read. It's a good question. How do you want to do? Book. Do you want to do? 
do you want to do plot lines? Where where are the various plots? So the northern plot, the King's Landing plot, the uh, Danny plot, or, or how do you want to do it? The recap. My, my, my original instinct would be point of view characters, but actually maybe that'll take too long. So yeah, maybe the, the sort of overarching plot lines is not a bad okay. place to start. Yeah. So so, so that's John, the easy one, and, and and Danny, I suppose. Danny Danny or, is or, in you know, the the that, non-Westeros storyline. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So Danny is in the Great Grass Sea, having been flown there by Drogon after the games fighting awry, the games yeah. at Dasmax Pit. That's exactly right. She's feverish and appears to have some sort of dysentery, and she's just been picked up by a Kalasar, I think. Potentially, Carl Jogo, who was one of Drogo's blood say, riders. It, it's, it's it's a blood rider, right? I think. Yeah, who should who shouldn't have who should be dead, right? Yeah. Blood riders are meant to follow their master into the into the afterlife. So, so she's probably going to end up at Vice Dothrak, like in the TV show. Like in the TV show, yeah. Uh, in the meantime, Tyrion is making his way no he Tyrion is at marine with the yunkish soldiers who are besieging marine right but Tyrion's like part of a a mummer's group but his idea as is, is Jorah no as Jorah, is, Jorah is, is he enlisted in the army I can't remember no I Jorah oh I can't, I can't remember if Jorah's part of the army or if he's enlisted or is Jorah with... No, Jorah's not with Griff. No, they they part ways. Tyrion and, and young Griff part ways because Tyrion baits young Griff into attacking Westeros. Yeah. So young Griff and John Connington are in the Stormlands and they've just taken Griffin's Roost and I think yeah. they're marching on Storm's End. Mm. Have they taken Griffin's well, Roost they, already? Taken, or are they, are they taken besieging Griff, it? No, they've taken Griffin's Roost. John okay. Con takes John Con takes Griffin's Roost with the Golden Company because uh, there's a whole he's come home scene. But I think oh, they're, mar- yeah, yeah. They're, they're marching on Storm's End, which is just such a punchy move. Um, yeah, because the idea totally obviously ending, disaster. The idea obviously is for young Griff to raise his banners as the rightful son of Rhaegar and trueborn king of Westeros, and basically tidy up the mess left by Cersei, Kevin, uh, Tywin, and ultimately Robert and Joffrey. Yeah. So, who else have you got? Ariane Martell is riding to meet young Griff, I think. Oh, God, yeah, I forgot about Ariane Martell and her bizarre plan to crown Marcella. Yeah, which has been stopped, but Darkstar escaped because he is of the night. That he is. Guy's so cool, isn't he? Ario Hotez. I don't even know why I'm having this discussion. Darkstar just takes up the throne and <laughs> rules because he's of the night. Uh, true no- Ario. Logic. <laughs> Darkstar, <laughs> Darkstar is the Night King. Oh, yes. That's there we good. go. You cracked it. There we go. Cracked it. Right. Well, that's being written down as the biggest tinfoil of them all. 
<laughs> I didn't mean it seriously. Yeah, uh, you can't prove that. No, I can't. It's true. <laughs> um, fuck, I'm already lost. Sam is in it's old least, time. Yeah, he's in old time where we had that bizarre prologue scene in the last book. Yes, it? so that's the the. There's a oh, there's so much in that prologue scene. So Sam is in old town learning from Marwin the mage, who I think is actually just taken ship to go and meet Danny. But Sam's studying to become a maester. But the reason that Sam is actually in old town is so that we have a POV in the Reach when Euron descends on the Reach. I think. So Euron is bringing. Uh, the Iron Islands to Old Town to burn Old Town. He's, Euron has just taken the Shield Islands. I was going to say, he's already sacking parts of the region. Yeah, he's taken the Shield Islands. I think he might have blockaded the Arbor, but I'm not certain about that. What happened to Yara Greyjoy? She... She's in. She sails she, off. She's with, with Stannis. She's at Stannis. She's with Stannis. Oh, is she? She's with Stannis. Yes, she was. Is that confirmed in the book that she made it to Stannis? Yes, she is. Stannis is still north of the wall. Well, no, he's not. He's, he's at the wall, isn't he? Stannis. Stannis is marching from the wall to Winterfell, and on the way, he picks up. He captures Yara, because there's a chapter entitled in. Dance called the King's Prize, which is from Yara's POV. And that's when Stannis burns the Peasbody men for cannibalism. Mm. Because we don't because Davos isn't with Stannis. Dan Davos is with Wyman Manderley. I think. Fuck. I think. This is such a problem with the the translation to a TV show, isn't it? There's like, so many. We've extra been talking about this for like and, ten minutes, yeah. and there's always so many characters that just never feature in any meaningful way. All right, let's try and let's try and recenter a bit. So Stannis is on the march to Winterfell. Yeah. So, so we, we've done really badly at doing this location based. So, so well, we you, have you threw me threw me by bringing right. In so, so we we have Danny, Tyrion, Jorah in one arena. We got yeah. Sam essentially on his own currently, but Euron uh, Greyjoy is on his way. Victorion's still with him, I think, because he's sort of doing the loyal thing. So that that's that's the that's the West. Victorion is Victorion is sailing to Marine to convince Danny to marry Euron. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's such a stupid plan. It's not going to end well. Yeah. So we we know what's happening. These we know what's happening in the far west. Uh, north. Yeah, so Stannis is north. Stan Stannis is marching on Winterfell. John uh, is dead. John is dead. John was killed by the conspirators um, because John was going to march south because John received the pink letter from Ramsay, which claims that jo that Ramsay beat Stannis and has, you know, Arya and is going to do awful things and also. Alice, oh fuck! <laughs> Alice, Car Alice Car, no, not Alice Car Stark. Jane Poole, 
has escaped with Theon, thanks to the shield wipe. Oh my god, I'm so lost. <laughs> I also can't. I think the point here is already that these characters are not going to be the central, like the focal point of us ending Song of Ice and Fire. No, I also can't remember. This is this is a huge problem. I've read so many fan theories and like who his wares and stuff. That I can't separate out what is actually confirmed in the book and what has everyone just accepted is true, even though it's not confirmed in the book. <laughs> yeah. So, like the pink I, letter, for example, it is just an accepted fact that Ramsey didn't write the pink letter, or if he did, its contents aren't true. But we have no evidence for that in the book. None whatsoever. No. None whatsoever. I mean, as as an aside, I, I randomly saw something on Reddit today that was about. You know how Rob Stark gets absolutely vilified for having broken his oath and so on. But then John is this the same John and everyone's and like, who cares? <laughs> is this the, the, the John and Egret point? Yeah. Yeah. I've, I saw that. I thought it was very good. Yeah. So, you know, fuck you, Rob. There, there, is a slight, there is a slight nuance, which is that Rob made his oath to someone, whereas John didn't. But I think that's probably a nuance that we can park for another time. Yeah. Both Earthbreakers. Yeah, fundamentally. I mean, John repeatedly, ultimately. Like, repeatedly and <laughs> with great gusto. <laughs> um, anyways, John's dead. I, I I, feel we shouldn't... I honestly feel we shouldn't really dwell on Ramsey because he is not going to make it. I, I don't think he'll be a feature of the end game. No, I don't think so. He's a, he's a speed bump. I think that's right. The The... the, the Big unknown but, for me in the north is the the White Walkers slash all of that business in the Night King because they're not really. I don't want to say they're not a thing in the books, but they're well, just such an unknown. The the Knights King, there is no the Night King. Knights King is a yeah. completely different character. Yeah. Right. So the White Walkers don't appear to have a king or anything like that. Or certainly, if they do, we've not met. We've them. not seen it. Yeah. They're just the embodiment of winter, as far as I can tell. But Bran is—it's it's it, almost that, right? It's like they're much more of a metaphor, almost, in the books. They're—they're they're, they're winter's dragons, I think. I think that's actually the way that we should think about them. They're—they're they're a destructive force on par with dragons. Do you think that's why the TV show decided to make a white dragon? I think that's because that looked White cool. White with a G. I think that's because that looked cool, and also yeah, because they needed a way to, to bring down. Point. They needed a way to bring down the wall, and they couldn't. They forgot yeah. that they had introduced the Horn of Joraman in like season three or season two, and knew that most TV viewers weren't going to remember that they'd put it in there. Wait, they did. Yeah, the, the, so you know, oh, John, yeah, they did. John, yeah, yeah, John, yeah. John finds a horn at the fist of the first man. That's almost certainly the horn of Joraman. Yeah, but okay. So, so well, let's talk about the wall then. I guess um, how does this how totally does the wall streamlined um, collection of thoughts that we yeah. have here? Does the wall fall? Yes. Does it need to fall? Yeah, I think it does. Why? Because you need to drive the White Walkers south. Why? Because because. I think one of the core themes of the books is it doesn't matter who sits the Iron Throne when the White Walkers come. Like, 
the politicking of men is so small and so insignificant compared to like an existential threat i think that i think that's a point but are they an existential threat if they're just the embodiments of winter well they are if they kill everyone that's the definition of an existential threat yeah but can they go far enough if they bring winter with them then they can this is i guess the question because they, mm. they, they they bring cold with them yeah but is it big enough to sort of you know reach the reaches of dawn for example if it, it, it sort of doesn't matter if they reach king's landing right yeah sure maybe you're safe in dawn but there's also all sorts of weirdness with like the the empire of the dawn and the bloodstone empire emperor and all of that that is so tangentially hinted at i think what happens is i think the horn is with sam in old town i think euron gets hold of that somehow and blows it from the top of the high tower and that's what brings the wall down that's my theory you think euron's just the, the horn blower of everything because he's got the um he's got dragon binder as well yeah I think Which, for so. all we know, could all could both be complete and utter bullshit. I think Dragonbinder is bullshit. To be honest, uh, I'm tempted to believe it as well. Yeah, I think I think Dragonbinder we, is we've, bullshit. We've I had think, nothing I think, in the books to suggest that dragons work like that. I think that Euron. I think Euron is a sorcerer, a pirate, like some people like to think he is. The the Forsaken chapter so, uh, can all but confirms that. I do think that a huge amount of Euron is smoke and mirrors, though. Again, I think Euron's a speed bump, but he I might be the know. sort of harbinger of destruction. If yeah, I think, like, I think I think I think he's he's the horn blower. He's the herald of the apocalypse, but he's not he's not the apocalypse. So, I think. So, where is, so do you think that in his travels, then he essentially went to the far reaches of the north, for example? in Essos where you have maybe the sort of the, the not quite white walkers maybe the grey so walkers think, whatever they're called I can't remember the grey men the grey men is that them no no the grey men is the, the people afflicted with um yeah that's um thingy. but like in, in in the northern wastes of Essos there's essentially like an equivalent of white walkers we're meant to believe aren't there yeah there is Something you're right lines. there's, there's that's, some that's... something lurking up there that's what all the Blackstone forts are for, isn't it? In like E.T. and all of that. Has he essentially uh, just copied Warhammer Fantasy? I'm just realising this. No. <laughs> the chaos wastes and the various lines of fortification against them. Maybe. It's, it's, not an, it's not an uncommon trope. Watch him just introduce the character of Archeon. You know, the Knights that'd be really King. Good. No, that'd be really good. <laughs> I think no. I think I think Euron is what you get if you take someone with Bran's potential as a green seer and push him and push him and push him and push him until eventually he snaps and pushes back. So he he was an apprentice. I think he was an apprentice to the Three Eyed Raven, and I think he specifically Blood Raven. Uh, and I think I think he sort of, for whatever reason, the training didn't take. But rather than him sort of being broken by the training, he sort of went looking for other sources of power. So, like, I, I do think he's been to Valyria, for example. 
I don't think I don't think he specifically I, just, I, just, I don't think he specifically went to Valeria, but I think he warged his crew and and one of them like walked in Valeria, so he can say he's been there, but he didn't actually go and things like that. Maybe, yeah. I just feel like he's he, as a character, he just comes in so late that mm. he can only play I think a that's, fleeting I think role. That's true. I think, I think I'm, he, I'm now just picturing him blowing, the, as you said, blowing the horn on up the top of the the high, the tower, high tower, and then somehow he'll have a, an interaction with Sam, where Sam's like, "What have you done?" And they have a bit of a struggle, and Sam somehow kills Euron Greyjoy. I'd hate that so much, but I would also love it. Maybe not himself, but Sam needs that sort of, I don't know, getting over his cowardice style yeah. thing. Yeah, Sam, Sam needs to realise that he's not actually a coward, fundamentally, because he's yeah. not. Well, what might end up happening is that Euron kills Sam, but he's done something to thwart Euron ultimately, I don't know. Yeah, there, there'll be some interaction there, I think, because you're, you're Sam, right. It's too convenient for Sam to be there and to not feature in whatever Sam, the Greyjoys are doing. Sam is there so that we have a, a POV in High Tide. Yeah, in 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 old time. Sorry, that that's the only reason Sam's there. But equally, Sam probably has to survive till the very end because he's the only one who can sort of be, be trusted to figure together. out. Yeah, as in he he has to almost become the Grand Maester for for all. Yeah. He, Sam has to tie all the pieces together. From, apart, like the the Rhaegar and Lyanna plot probably has to be re- resolved through Sam. As it, uh, yeah, as that's it was just right. The I mean, there's there's potentially three bloody Targaryens out there, aren't there? Oh god. Oh, there's there's two because Young Griff isn't a Targaryen. Well, n- no, but Young- I guess as a Targaryen plot line, you have to consider that yeah. there are three players. Yeah, young, young Griff is the answer to Varys's riddle. Where does power lie? Because he basically tells us as much when he kills Kevin, right? The whole point of Young Griff is that he has the perfect prince narrative. Yeah. But actually, who he is doesn't matter. The narrative is more important than the truth with Young Griff, I think. Oh, I agree, yes. Well, part of me still wonders if. Yeah. Well, no, because Griff it, somehow sets up a Targaryen enclave, and then Danny strides in and just takes it from him. <laughs> well, this I think what you what you get is young Griff clears out the Targaryen the the Lannisters, right? So he breaks the army of the Reach. He takes King's Landing. And then Danny comes in and demands the throne or whatever. And young Griff goes, yeah, but I'm your, like, what's their relationship? Older cousin? You're my aunt, but I have the right to rule. Aunt, maybe aunt and uncle, wouldn't they? Yeah. But so that's, that's where you get Mad Queen Danny, right? Because Danny goes, I don't fucking care who you are. It's my throne. And she burns King's Landing, but she burns King's Landing to get Griff, not to get Cersei. Hmm, maybe. I think she burns King's Landing to just burn the concept of it all. Um, Maybe. And then sets up just a new capital somewhere else. 
I think you like Danny more than I do. Like I think Danny is is being set up to be a villain. It's not that I like her. It's it's just I can't get around this fact that I'd be overwhelmingly disappointed to have stuck through her old, unbelievably boring storyline. <laughs> just to have her be some weird like machination of destruction for for then someone else to take over. It just it just would be so unbelievably bad from a writing point of view, in my opinion. It would be it would be very difficult to land it. Because like you, you you have this this element of destruction and chaos, never interact with anyone ultimately. <laughs> yeah, and then that then that's how it ends. I'd be so disappointing. I could see that, but equally, I mean, I don't think there's any denying that she's maybe not the whole mad. Thing. I think the mad thing might be slightly overdone because of her father. I don't. I don't think she. I don't think she. I don't think she has a mental illness or anything like that. Right. I think. I don't mean mad in that sense. I just mean mad in the sense of. I think she burns King's Landing, and I think she does it, in a fit of pique rather than for any symbolic reason. Yeah. Maybe. the The, the problem with the problem with Griff taking King's Landing is Cersei. As in, is it though? Well, what's so the resolution it, of her story? What? This random dude shows up out of nowhere, <laughs> just kills her. But, but, but I don't want Cersei to have a resolution to her story. Cersei's yeah. story is one of just being a waste of oxygen. To be fair, her story has, in some ways, resolved with Jamie leaving and essentially giving her the big old middle finger. Um, so I, I yeah, wouldn't be so, unhappy with her, her story just ending there. Cer- Cersei's story is resolved when Jamie burns her letter saying, "Come to me, I need you." Yeah, that's but the resolution. We still have the whole, um, the whole, uh, what's his face? For some reason, Sparrows? magpie stuck in my in my face in my head. The high um, sparrow. The high sparrow. That's good. I knew mm. it was a bird of some description. <laughs> yeah, the high sparrow. Yeah, because that, that's that's all that's all ongoing, and uh, Loras Tyrell being locked up. Def- definitely healthier than everyone says he is. I think, but I'm not sure. Yeah, but do we care about what Loras does now? Not really. Or what's her face? Marjorie. Marjorie. No, this is the thing. I sort of. It's more their storylines that I can't. Line this up. is, I think, where the TV show did did to them what it did to them. It's like we have to kind of just tie up this loose end, and they're irrelevant. Let's just blow up all of the irrelevant characters in King's Landing. <laughs> yeah, and then give uh, the Queen of Thorns a nice send off because she was such a badass in the TV show. Yeah, that's true. I mean, look at Dawn. They essentially just in like five minutes just cut everyone down for that no was reason. Also very, and that, that was, was it. also very good. You have the coup that kills Doran and. Ario Hota, and then I think in the same episode, Euron kills all of the Sand Snakes. Yeah, it's just completely nuts, yeah. Except for the one that... Yeah, and um, what's-his-face is... There's the one Concubine. that... No, Aaron Cersei Walker, kills her. There's the one that Cersei kills. So Euron brings one of them to Cersei together with Ilaria, and Cersei poisons the daughter in front of her mother and then locks her mother in and forces her mum to watch her dying. Yeah. 
because that's yeah none of that's happening that's normal um, behavior I, the, pro- the problem that, is doran martell is actually uh you know a functioning very competent yeah human in <laughs> the books yeah i mean he sent quentin to get roasted but no one really cared about quentin so but he also had no way of knowing what would happen because he sort of didn't know that danny didn't know about that arrangement like that's he, also true he thought that he was sending quentin to a woman who was expecting him yeah and quentin <laughs> danny gets there and oh, sorry quentin gets there and danny's like no yeah but that's what i mean he equally he, he sends quentin i mean come on well, he doesn't yeah. have anyone else. Your odds of success are pretty low. I mean, send Arya Hota for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, Danny, Danny can't marry Arya Hota. The guy literally sliced what's his face in half. Aris I'm saying what's his face was... a lot because I can't remember any names. Yeah, Aris Okar. Yeah, I, I liked Aris Okar. I thought he was a good character for the two chapters he got. He was great. Yeah, that's that's great character building. Like he well, instantly con- sort of get his whole spiel. This conflicted white knight. And then after Time. two chapters, you're like, oh, what a glorious charge that was. Chop. What yeah, a hero. That's, that's the thing. <laughs> Every, no, one, no one looks at Aris uh, Okar and goes, what a mug. Everyone thinks he was great. Yeah. I mean, it's the classic knight story, really, isn't it? Damsel in distress-ish. Fall for the charms. Get chopped in half. Plus, his name is Aris <laughs> Okart. I mean, come on. Okart. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, Much so dawn, dawn is dawn is a, a thorn in the side of this narrative because I've got no clue what happens in dawn. No, nor do I. I can't. I can't. Part of Unless, me is maybe just like they don't like in classic dawn fashion. They sort of do nothing and come out on top. Mattering. Yeah. <laughs> the only other thing that I've, I think I've seen suggested for dawn is Ariane marries Griff. So, from Danny's perspective, they back the wrong horse. So when she turns up and burns Griff, she also burns Ariane. What, turning Dawn against the last Targaryen? And Dawn's just like, fuck you. Sod all Maybe. you Targaryens. I don't want anything to do with any of this. Maybe. It's not you just want Danny to burn stuff, don't you? I, I think that's what she's being set up to do. No, I, I don't disagree with you, but she's equally so far has been like a grand unifier of factions right and i feel that has to come to fruition somehow then yeah maybe towards the end she can do something fucked up but i feel i think so so my my thinking with danny is that she's like the own there's there's only really two ways that her story ends in a narratively satisfying way for me and the first is john killing her after they like they have a classic love story and then john kills her because he realizes who she is and what she's done and what she's going to do Mm-hmm. Like exactly like in season eight, only written better. Or Danny has that realization. Danny realizes that she picked the picture she paints of herself as this grand unifier, and all of that just isn't actually true. And all that she's brought, all that she's done across the continent, is bring fire and blood because she yep. was so fixated on everything, on on what she wanted, on what she thought she wanted, that she missed what yeah. she was doing. See, I can never remember this whole break the wheel thing was a TV show only invention. I think it is. I think it is. Because but I Danny, think there's Danny truth wants to the it. Throne. 
Danny wants the throne. Uh, no, she wants everyone to be happy. No, no, you see, no, I, I disagree with you there. I think what she actually wants is to break the wheel, break the system. But she starts out with that view from a very naive position. And I think you're right. I think her, her arc would be very nice if at the end of it all, she realizes that actually what she's wanted all along is, is the throne. And to break the wheel, she has to get rid of herself um, I, and somehow leave. You know, I, I can see the Iron Throne actually melting, you know, it, at the end. I, I and, and she takes care of herself, or, or she does it even worse and asks John to do it, or whatever. Yeah, I don't see her ruling the the, the Seven Kingdoms. There's, there's no, there's no version of the story that satisfactorily ends with her in charge. But equally, I, I don't, don't I don't see the Seven Kingdoms being a united. No, I thing. don't really either. But, but we, we, we still, that. we still have to sort of figure out. So you've mentioned the John and Danny storyline. We and we both just has to assume happen. that John is coming back, right? Well, there's no other way. He is, he is. Um, gosh, I can't remember any fucking names. Expertise, huh? Sometimes it'd be the, nice to have it. The prince that was promised. So that's the one. <laughs> Azora um, High reborn. That's the one. Azora High. That's what I was thinking of. Fucking hell. Woo, why are you listening to this, folks? There's so many competent people out there you could be listening to instead. Um, anyway, so John obviously gets back up. Um, he and Danny have a thing. The, how John finds out that he is a Targaryen, I, I don't really... I, well, I guess Bran, that does make a lot of sense. I feel that's the conclusion to Bran's whole, whole storyline. But then if you're right that the real problem really is winter mm. we need champions against it it's gonna have to be john because you know he's the night's watchman yeah and i think it'll therefore have to be danny i john could see dawn being like actually sensible enough to sort of say oh you know what that's interesting <laughs> this yeah this is an this is an existential threat actually will help yeah because the lannisters won't I don't think they're. Right. I don't think they're a factor. I think. I think Griff removes the Lannister. If you look at, oh, the, look at the players but, but on the board. Lannisport and stuff is so far from where yeah, he is. Yeah, but all the Lannisters are in King's Landing. Well, no, Cersei's in King's Landing. Kevin's dead. And those are the only Lannisters that matter. Lancel, I guess, is kicking around somewhere. But when you put Griff in King's Landing, I mean. Then he's much a much bigger deal than I think he has any right of being. But I think I think I think he ends up he sort of gets forced there. I think. I don't know. I, th I think you use Griff to get rid of the Reach and the King, the Crownlands. Essentially, he's already bringing the Stormlands together because you, because Griff Griff almost unites the Seven Kingdoms. I think. Right, so he takes. Do you the think he's got enough? You know, the Golden Company's not that big. No, but they're fucking good. This is this is the point that's being going to be made, and Cat's already made it. Right in relation to the the Knights of the Reach, the Knights of Summer. Also, Euron's doing a number on the Reach, so that's a factor as well. So the, a load of the Reach's strength is going to die with Garland and Willis in Old Town and to Euron, I think. But then the remainder... The, yeah, the, the Reach essentially just withers. I think that's got a nice sort of poetic yeah, touch to it. Exactly. They're the, they're the Knights of Winter. Sorry, they're the, they're the Knights of Summer and Winter has come. None of them have faced battle before, 
right? And they all expect to, to, to win in a great charge of chivalry. It's the field of fire all over the all over again, right? The the Golden Company is small, but they're efficient, they're well armed, they're well trained, they have a high proportion of archers. So I think I think you just get an Agincourt. But they've got zero supply lines. They've got Griffin's Roost. So they they they, they boat in their supplies. They're about to take Storm's End. Supplies there. A boat in from where? <laughs> the the like nearest lands are kind of under Danny's influence. Or so fucked up from the effects that she's caused <laughs> that, you know. Maybe. I guess you have to go to the um what are those but islands that's called? I... The Summer Isles? No. The Summer Islands? Yeah, is, are they called the Summer Isles? But is 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 that yeah, the that might be. There are the, the Summer Islands are a thing, but isn't that going to end up being sort of the point, right? These armies are going to march through the riverlands. They're going to lay waste to the reach. They're going to destroy the Seven Kingdoms, and certainly the ability of the Seven Kingdoms to wage war over the Iron Throne, such that when the true threat emerges from the north, no one is prepared to deal with it because they've been so busy fighting their petty games of politics. That feels well. correct. Yes, no, I don't disagree with you. We're forgetting one thing, though. The North doesn't stand a chance, the the White Walker says, because Walder Frey still holds the bridge. That's... And they, they ain't making any pact to get past him. <laughs> I think they might just freeze the trident. Mate. No, 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 no. Walder Frey will, will sort them out. <laughs> I, I don't think Walder Frey is long for this world. I think Lady no. Stoneheart and the Brotherhood Without Banners are going to murder the shit out of the Freys. Isn't there another wedding happening? Isn't there another Isn't wedding there another at the wedding? Towers? I think there is. I can't remember whose it is. Well, your favourite lad is still up there, isn't he? The hero of A Song of Ice and Fire. Bran? Weirdly, you've not mentioned yet. Bran? <laughs> no. Edmure. Rick Edmure. Oh, sorry, yes, Edmure. Oh, that hero you love so well. <laughs> he's in the he's in the twins, isn't he? He is, yeah. No, he's not. He's at River Run. Has he been sent back? Yeah, because doesn't he get them to open the gates to River Run? He does, because oh, yeah, Jam- oh, Jam- Blackfish is probably still kicking as well. Blackfish escapes River Run. Yeah. Why I think George this... R. R. Martin really has struggled. Like he struggles to kill keep characters off, doesn't he? He has he's a got, reputation he's, for he's doing that, reputation. but he's, he's done it precisely to one, like to two people. Is he killed off? He's killed off Ned and Rob. Yeah, and I guess it. John. Cat killed off Cat. A lot of these people the have died, not but dead. it hasn't stuck. <laughs> yeah, and Ned is obviously a raven, so he's walked into at the end. What? Have you not heard that theory? Do you think Ned is Gior Mormont's raven? Yeah, he just wargs into a raven as his head gets chopped off, and now he's just a raven. <laughs> That's a great theory. I like that. Um, so, what? well, okay, so let's. My uh, goodness, we're meandering a lot. That's probably my fault. Um, it's all right. We're, we're still the Starks. So I'm saying the Starks are the heroes, is. right? Yeah, if we go back did. to our episode of who, who the heroes of a song of us, you did. Say I'm that, saying the Starks yeah. are the heroes. And we've not talked about any of them. Um, we've well, spoken about John. He's not. He's not a Stark, though. Not uh, Stark. He's a Targaryen. Arya. 
I don't think she kills Walder Frey. No, Lady Stoneheart kills Walder Frey. I think you're Arya right. needs that resolution. But I think Arya Sorry. and Lady Stoneheart might might meet up. I think Arya kills Lady Stoneheart. It's possible. Because Lady I, Stoneheart's I, seen Nymeria, hasn't she? Nymeria pulls Lady Stoneheart from the river. Yeah, exactly. Before Beric gives his life up to her. I think. Is it Beric? Is it Beric? Or is it... Th- I thought it was Beric was meant to have passed his, like, fire whiteness to Lady Stoneheart. It might be unclear, though. It's possible. Brienne! We haven't mentioned Brienne. Who, last we saw, was being hanged by Lady Stoneheart. Oh, shit, yeah. Or the Hound. Clegane the- Bowl. Is Clegane no, Bowl going to happen? <laughs> no, I- I don't think so. I want the hound to be the grave digger on the quiet aisle. I think that's so so like neat. It's such a nice resolution uh, to his story. I just remembered all these all these like shady characters that we have to somehow reconcile, like Littlefinger and um, Kyburn and Pycelle, Varys. Fucking hell, George Martin's written so many characters in that all seem important, but surely can't be. Littlefinger is in the veil with Sansa, so we can still be talking about the Starks. Littlefinger is in the veil with Sansa, yeah, and Sansa's dealing with... um... Harry the heir. Yeah. Sansa, I've got no idea. Well, the way she went in the TV show was so... That feels so wrong. That doesn't feel right. Also happened so fast. Ultimately. Yeah. And, and crucially, she, she's a million miles away from Ramsay, which was such a catalyst for her in the TV show. It was such and, a... and I feel that the armies of Stannis and Jon are dealing with Ramsay before she gets anywhere near... But, but, but maybe the Vale and the North do... Pints for Ramsay. No, I think I think Stannis beats Ramsay. I think Stannis. Beats Me too. Ramsay. I think Stannis is quite easily just takes over the North. <laughs> Ultimately, Stannis takes the North, and I think Stannis tries to take the fight to Winter because he's supposed to be, you know. Yeah, I think Stannis, the Lord of Lights. So I think Stannis burns Shireen, like in the TV show, but I think he does it for a fight against the others, which he loses. Yeah, he loses that fight. Yeah. Like publicly, yeah, and then somehow John steps into the limelight and wins. But I don't know. He wins like a battle, and then the war really kicks off in earnest, or something like that. Something like that. Um, yeah, and that's that's when people start to, or rather, that's when the reader starts to ask the question: ah, Is John actually a Stark, or is it so? Is John John sort of yeah. combines because he, he combines the Stark blood, so the the blood of the the first men, mm-hmm. the sort of the, the companions of winter with the Targaryen, the Targaryen blood. blood. Yeah, so that's, he, his is the song of ice and fire. Yeah. Right. At the end, that's, that's the, the Rhaegar quote. In fact, yeah, but I think it's, it just sort of mean that John is probably the hero of the song of ice and fire, but I, d- I don't really know what that means for the ending. <laughs> I liked John's ending in the book. I don't like how he got there. I like John just being like 
no, I really don't want to be king of the seven kingdoms. Thanks very much. I'm just going to go and live with the only people that I've ever felt at home with. Yeah. But... Yeah, no, I, I, I don't mind that either. Right, so with... But, with, but what, with temp- what, what I think what they did was... what What was bad about that is that he kills Danny and then somehow... That's totally cool with everyone. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a very weird sort of. They accept John accepts responsibility. He doesn't deny killing Danny or anything like that. And yet somehow, all of Danny's supporters seem to be okay with the fact that John just killed their queen. Like ten thousand unsullied and fifty thousand Dothraki screamers are like, yeah, it turns out that was okay. Exactly. <laughs> so we've not pledged our lives for many years to this savior of mankind. Yeah, and then, you know, her slave army. Can, um, so, same with with Drogon. Um, well, but again, coming back to the point that I was trying to make earlier, that I think dragons are so the sentient on such another level that I could conceivably see a dragon being smart enough to realize that Danny was a problem. But then they include the whole Targaryen thing, so who knows what the dragons think. I I honestly think all three dragons make it somehow. Do you? I think none of them make it. They they, they make it up until the point where Danny dies, and then I don't know. I see, I think Danny's left at the end with no dragons. Maybe. That doesn't quite feel right. As I said that, it didn't quite feel right. I, I think you can kill Danny and then the dragons just disappear. Just piss off, yeah, maybe. Or you have to kill the dragons in order to kill Danny. I, I, I think, yeah. And then they woke up and it was all a dream. <laughs> right, we've got we've got about five ten minutes left. We've not mentioned Jamie. We've not mentioned. But I don't Jamie. think he's that that relevant. We've not really mentioned Arya. Well, I guess you think she's going to kill Lady Stoneheart. I don't really I see what that that achieves, but Arya realizes part of the problem is that the characters are all too young, right? This is why George R. R. Martin has really struggled, and why he was originally intending for a five year gap to age all the characters up, but then he couldn't land that because he's written himself into the mother of all corners. Yeah. But an older Arya comes to the realisation that she needs to not let vengeance consume her. Because that's her entire <sighs> being. That's, that's too perfect, though. Is it? That, like, I feel you're trying to end all these uh, character arcs with them just... Aside from Danny, but them just, like, I don't know, achieving their best possible self. Maybe. I, I probably Sorry, am, as I was also doing, but I can blame you first. So. I, I probably am, but I think the fundamental problem that I have is that I don't think A Song of Ice and Fire is as grimdark as everyone else thinks it is. I think it's shocking. No, it's, it's not grimdark. I think, I think the point of A Song of Ice and Fire is, right, if you, if you read George Martin's other stuff, right, um, Fire and Blood and all that sort of business. Yeah. <sighs> Song of Ice and Fire is is if Fire and Blood were written at the time it took place, if that, if that makes sense. But 
over time, because you know time passes, all these supplementary characters are ultimately forgotten because they're not that important, and the only names that remain are your Aegon Targaryens, uh, etc. Right. So I think ultimately, a Song of Ice and Fire will just break down into three or four characters, and the rest are just supporting players that no one will remember once the story gets condensed into history. That's. That's interesting. I hadn't thought about it like that. So it's it's almost a an essay on the construction of history. Yeah. So you can have these story, these like what we seem to have, we deem a really important story as like Arya that are just completely irrelevant. Like when when you were to read about a song of ice and fire two hundred years later, where all you read is John, Danny, Tyrion. Yeah. For example, like, Tyrion's one of those I'm a bit on the fence about. But John and Danny yeah. for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah maybe yeah, Griff. Nice. Yeah, I, I think you're right. If Griff does does end up taking over a lot of the Seven Kingdoms, that is something you wouldn't be able to ignore. But he always gets he gets recorded as the Pretender, right? A, a, yeah. a, a puppet, a puppet king exactly, set up exactly. by a rebel lord. And someone like, like Arya may well feature, but as in like a mysterious no, string I think of she, assassinations or deaths no, or something. I think, but, but I think she fe- she features as the debtor the the daughter of the the traitor Lord Stark vanished in the vanished, yeah. van- vanished in the chaos of his arrest. Yeah, that's it. I agree. That that's 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 her whole storyline, potentially. The the issue <laughs> is Bran, because Bran's weird as fuck. <laughs> Yeah, that is like all of history. Um, sure, but and the future. Bran has also. So I know I said that I think this this ends with. Te- actually, I think Song of Ice and Fire ends with Bran sitting on a weirwood fl- throne, on the Isle of Faces as some sort of god king. Yeah, which I think is probably still true. But I sort of almost think that doesn't matter. Like, I don't think Bran's going to be sitting in on small council meetings and dictating policy, right? I, I think he's much more going to be a sort of to really jump ship and talk about a completely different media, sort of a sort of god emperor of mankind style character where he exists and maybe most people know about him. But day to day, you know, Westeros will still be ruled by the Lords Paramount and their subservient lords and their landed knights and all of that. And Bran exists as a defender against existential threats, but he's just enthroned and entombed in this chair on the Isle of Faces. Oh, I, don't, I, I don't hate th- that I don't that I don't see an issue with that. I don't, I don't think he gets a coronation ceremony at the Isle no, of the Sept no, of no. Baelor or anything like that. I think it's a much more like heavy burden it's not a reward yeah. for bran it's a, it's 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 a burden of eternal service i oh, fuck i like that because i i sort of pictured bran as as becoming a, a merlin exactly but a god emperor i think is almost better yeah because he is just stuck somewhere doomed can t- to watch it all via his and he can touch sight. minds and he can do what the three-eyed raven does and try and you know pull touch and direct and push humanity in one direction or another but that's all he can do and he's limited by the fallibility of his tools yeah 
I, I, I think there's something there. I think you're right. I think you're right. No, I, I also think that you're, you're right and the Lord's Paramount of the Seven Kingdoms are going to be the, the rulers. Um, yeah, King's Landing. I don't see King's Landing surviving. No, nor do I. Its destruction has been set up far too. Yeah. Far too obviously. Uh, arguably the same is true of Dragonstone. I don't, I don't see, know why I say that. <laughs> I don't see anything happening to Dragonstone because it's not important. Well, the the whole Obsidian storyline might be because that that's the sort of thing that has been set up from day one that's in the true. books right the sort of valyrian steel obsidian stuff that's true i don't know how that will be done because i don't see george R. R. Martin having john literally teleport around <laughs> westeros i don't know that, that seems so unlikely to me no i think they just use ravens yeah these ravens but also i think other characters yeah, there's a lot of facilitate characters. the movement of of the various parts that need to be moved, right? So, there's, like for example, an Arya might well do something that helps John or something. I don't know. There's there's a lot of characters I think that could be leveraged for this. That's almost yeah. something that almost something that he's George Martin has in his back pocket is how many characters he can play with to move the plot around. Yeah, because ultimately, and I do like this idea that, that he's just writing a history piece, right? But it's it's sort of very recent. That's why it's so detailed. Mm. But equally, like the war doesn't end with the Seven Kingdoms being the Seven Kingdoms again, right? Because there's there's things like Marine to consider, who I'm sure, or Old of Slavers Bay, who I'm sure will be pretty pissed off at the <laughs> suffering they've had to endure at the hands of. Very the Targaryen, so I'm sure that they would come for blood potentially. Very um, definitely, uh, and commerce will be completely fucked. So, it's it's not this sort of story like Aragorn gets crowned king and all is well in the he world. Ruled, he ruled wisely. <laughs> was was the Aragorn tagline? He ruled wisely and well for four hundred exactly, years. Exactly. Yeah, I think it'll be just the usual infighting between Dawn and the Reach, for example. The slavers being angry, raiding parties being sent to Westeros, because equally Westeros has been completely fucked by all the war. So, mm. what better place to go and get your new slaves? But I th- so so I, I think I think that's one possible direction Martin could take it, and I think it's a, a really interesting one. I don't I don't think that's quite what he's going for. I think I think A Song of Ice and Fire is a mu- is much more traditional fantasy than people give it credit for, and the main reason that people give it don't give it that credit is it's essentially we've had too long to pour over it right but i think at its heart it's a book of it's a it's a fantasy series yeah. so at the end of the day the quote-unquote good guys win and the quote-unquote bad guys lose the point that martin is making is that no one is wholly good or wholly bad so what determines whether or not you're a good guy or a bad guy is the choices that you make at every point along your journey so Jamie, right, although I will go to the wall for Jamie Lannister as a reprehensible human being, he's consistently trying to make good choices. No. So I think he gets a better resolution to his arc than, say, Cersei, who has never made a good choice in her life. So her arc and her ability to, for yeah. her story to have a, a satisfying resolution is poisoned by the choices that she makes, I think. Yeah, no, J- Jamie does the best with the hand he's dealt. 
Well, yes, but he also threw an eight-year-old child out a window. Yeah, the hand he's dealt is just he's a fundamentally evil douchebag kind of guy. Yeah. But over, over time, I think he tries to, to salvage that. Whereas Cersei's far too hung up on the the prophecy and all that sort of business. Yeah. but And it's just a reprehensible human being, as you say. Yeah. Cersei's just selfish. Like yeah. her, I'd her, like to see Cersei just very quickly undone by her own inventions. So I, I think that's what's Zombie happened. Mountain somehow just kills her or whatever. Yeah, I think that, that would actually be quite or satisfying. Or Kyburn or something like that. Just Ky- Kyburn puts her down because she's like a really shit unmanageable. Death. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a bit yeah, a bit like Varys does for Kevin, right? Varys does for Kevin because Kevin's too competent and Varys needs chaos and Kevin's in danger of saving everything. Kyron puts kills Cersei because Kyron needs stability to do his work and Cersei is standing in the way of that stability. That's yeah. that's quite neat. Yeah, I agree with that. Right. Have we have we done it? Who have we got left? Sansa, I don't know. I don't have any idea where that's going. I, I can't get my head around the little finger plan other than Sansa marries Harry Harding and somehow becomes Lady of the Vale and Lady of Winterfell. But then what? Yeah, then what? Because the issue is that, that Rickon and Bran are still alive. But Littlefinger doesn't know that, but yes. Yeah. Rickon, I mean, who, who knows what's going to happen to Rickon? Um, yeah, I don't really know. I think Rickon I, I would quite like to see Lord his end to be similar to John's, where he just lives a nice life north of the wall. But yeah, he might think, just as well die, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, th- I think Rickon, Rickon ends up Lord of Winterfell. It's possible, yeah. Right, but his whole family is gone. Maybe Sansa and Arya are still around, but fundamentally his whole family is more or less gone. His parents have died and he's like three years old. So there's just these rumblings of, you know, your Mandalese, your... Yeah, and Rickon would be like the shittest ruler, right? Because he's just well, exactly. a weird upbringing. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, they've brought back the, the rightful heir, but he's not some he's not divinely mandated... Right, he's still human, and yeah. he's he's a kid who's had a shit upbringing yeah. because everyone was too busy politicking to look after him. Yeah, but but the issue of Bran persists, right? And that the Bran is yeah, but Bran can just say I'm effectively a maester, right? No, but that's what I mean. Is that but 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 Bran will always exist to help his brother out. You you would think, yeah, but from Bran's, the shadows, Bran's becoming distant. He's becoming yeah. He's engaging in cannibalism. True. There's a really dark side to Bran. Uh, Which I also, think. we have to talk a bit about um, um, Ned's better mate. Howland Reed? That's the one. Howland Reed is how you get John's parentage. Yeah, exactly. And Howland I don't Reed mind the whole Bran thing either, but I, I do think Ho- you need Howland Reed because... I yeah. just want to see him <laughs> in the books. But Bran, Bran has no credibility because he's a 12-year-old boy. right? It, so Bran, It'll be that sort of scene, right? It'll be a, a fairly grand scene where Bran comes up with his prophecy and then Howland Reed strides in from the crowd and is like, yes. Yes, this is true. And here's my wife, Ashara Dane, to prove it. You just, you just had to fucking drop that in there. 
but then also out of a dark corner steps Darkstar because he was there all along. <laughs> but I am of the night, so you couldn't see me. And then he takes off his face and it's Daria Stark. Who takes off her face. <laughs> and it's Corrin Halfhand, who is Arthur Dane. Uh, and then Ned and Robert stroll in. Oh, and it was all just a merry play that, that was put on. Oh, that's good. So there you have it, folks. That's <sighs> how the Song of Ice and Fire ends. Um, really rambly, with no one winning. Where, where did we John, put Tyrion? Where did we no, we, we've Tyrion? not talked about Tyrion once, and I kind of like it, because <laughs> it'll drive people crazy. I don't Ooh. know. Tyrion might, because there's the whole thing of, is he a Targaryen? Is he not a Targaryen? Is he a dragon rider? Is he not a dragon rider? Right. Is Tyr- he just a dwarf? Uh, Tyrion is just a dwarf. He's just a Lannister dwarf. That's all it is. He's Tywin's trueborn son. I like the th- yeah, I like that he's actually Tywin's only trueborn son. But I'm not like that. Just feels a bit. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't think that works. I think all. Three I think of Tyrion's them are just. Yeah, Tyrion will just quietly be the best of the Lannisters somehow. But then he's we'll a, come back to some kingdoms to find that there are no Lannister lands left. Yeah. Ultimately, he's he's a, he he's a sort of dark and twisted and angry man but actually put him around the right people give him things to strive towards and he can he can be better than that i think that's fine so i think his his tv show storyline is will will be similar that he backs danny then starts to realize that yeah she might be a bigger problem i think it's probably right that he ends up hand to whoever's ruling that yeah, because he's, right. he's just one of the more competent people around. Ultimately, if, if he sort of if he survives, that's what he has sort of has to do. Yeah, because he'll be the only he, person left with any experience, the experience, and and also like a, an odd sense of just loyalty to the end. Right, mm. I, I feel he he's got the right idea. <laughs> yeah, now now that his family will be dead, I think that'll be all right. He might end up doing something like condemning Jamie to die for crimes committed. Maybe. As like an act of the hand, because that would be a nice end to that storyline. Because ultimately the, the, the Jamie Tyrion relationship is much more interesting than any of the Cersei relationships. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's right. Yeah. But, oh, but there's so oh. many loose ends and I, I, can, I sympathize with George Martin and trying to get this off. Because even I we get. can't do it and we're obviously experts. Because there's there's so many things, right? Tom so and Marcella. What do you do you with them? Batch kill, kill them off. Probably. Yeah, exactly. Not, you have to kill them off, but it's that's easier said than done, I think, right? Probably in a not dissimilar way to how you kill them off in the book, in the film, in the TV show. Oh, a sandstorm. Ah, oh, Marcella's dead. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not that. The, d- yeah. yeah. Does does um, Cersei blow up uh, the Scepter of Baylor, for example? No, I no, don't think no, so. No. Either. I don't. I don't. But if someone should take out the, I was about to say the ecclesiarchy. Um, that's not what the sparrows. Called. The sparrows and essentially just the, the the modern church. The faith. The faith. Yeah. I think you need to bring back the witchwoods. Probably. The weirwoods. Weirwoods. Thank you. I was like, the witchwoods is also not right. Yeah, what's that from? <laughs> I don't remember. Which was with a Y. Yeah, I know I know how you spell it. 
which is which means it's in something. I know, right? I mean, that, that proves it's in something. Isn't um, it a brewery? Right. We're ending this episode on on me googling which would. It's a brewery, isn't it? Where hobgoblin comes from. Which would school's an independent girls' day and boarding school? I'm hoping that's not it. That's, that better no, that weirdly be is in Oxford, so that might just be something I've walked past recently. <laughs> is it on? It's near Saint Hughes. Woodstock. Yeah. yeah. I used to walk past. I walked past it a lot because I used to do shoots at Hughes. Because um, it's also a which Witchwood Forest is in Whitney, in Oxfordshire. Okay. Okay. So, well, I think this is clearly just something I've seen very recently. How weird. Right. Uh, anyway. I think we better call it there, having solved nothing. Please, God, finish this off. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we, we don't really know what any of the characters are going to do. But we seem to agree on a lot, right? I think we we both agree Danny dies. Yeah. John has a happy life at no- up north somehow. Mm-hmm. Up north. I can't do it. A very good Oops, um, Fuck knows what happens to any of the other Starks. Except for Bran, I like that idea that he just ends up masterminding the world from a little island. Um, Greyjoys all die. All of Lannisters all die. Dad. Um, the Reach messed up. Dawn stays Dawn. The um, uh, King's Landing and stuff just goes away. The Stormlands are kind of gone anyway, so... <laughs> it's cares? essentially a sort of post long night clean slate isn't it yeah and that'll be the big irony right is that the long night will have effectively happened without the yeah. the white walkers having to do anything <laughs> yeah i think i think that's that's almost that's almost the point right is yeah the, the the long night is there as a cautionary tale and they've had all the warning they've had as much warning as possible for the set for the next one and they've all been too busy politicking and fighting over a metal chair to actually prepare and if they had prepared they'd be fine but they're done in by their own petty ambitions indeed well said and Um, on (laughs) on that note um i guess we can now safely reiterate that the way the tv show ended it was of course perfect yeah completely Um, flawless (laughs) but no let, let us let us know um uh what, how you think a song of ice and fire will end um our discord's been quite active recently with lots of interesting theories and comments and whatnot so do come join us there um but yeah it just remains for me to thank you for listening to this episode of expertise is mm. overrated um no doubt we've said some things that were either objectively wrong or downright offensive as ever feel free to let us know rate the podcast and leave us a comment or drop us an email fuck you alexa really <laughs> 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 I don't know if you managed to hear that, but fuck, she just really came out of nowhere. <laughs> We're recording later than ever. Um, anyway, as ever, feel free to let us know, rate the podcast, and leave us a comment, or drop us an email at expertiseisoverrated at gmail.com. Tweet us at zero expertise. Check out our website, expertiseisoverrated.podbean.com, or come join us on our Discord server. If you're lucky, we might just argue with you in one of our upcoming episodes. And if you're really lucky, we might call you an idiot. Come back next time for some more absolute nonsense. <laughs>